0: Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District, Steve Pierce. Steve, it's good to talk to you, but we have to start the program on a sad note today.
1: We do. 13-year-old shot, 13-year-old in custody for shooting. In Albuquerque, the overall violence is skyrocketing. We've already matched the highest number of homicides in Albuquerque. That occurred back in 2019, and uh, was 80. And so the shooting puts us at 82. Both Albuquerque and the state are doing nothing about the violence. And I can tell you that having served in Congress, I know the first response is going to be that we need to control the guns. No, we need to teach values to our children. We've seen over and over again that removing the guns actually doesn't do anything. It's the heart that causes the problem. It is not the gun that causes the problem. And yet we continue to have to fight this fight. And so, we will see those calls for taking away more rights from the people who are following the law. How did a 13-year-old get a gun into a school? You've got to ask that question, and you've got to ask what the city of Albuquerque is doing about it, what the state of New Mexico is doing about that. Where are the parents in this? Where are the parents who teach young people how to safely use guns? Guns are something that is in the constitutional right, and recently the president even said that that doesn't matter. So we're into a period of, uh, again, great violence in Albuquerque under Democrat leadership. We're seeing it in Democrat cities across the nation, just the outright lawlessness in Seattle. We're seeing in Minneapolis still continued violence. People are flowing out of those cities, and yet the failed cities under Democrat control are never mentioned anywhere in the media. So it's time for us to start looking at the policies that work and the policies that don't work.
0: To go along with this story, Steve, this happened before the shooting, but uh, apparently the governor is no longer allowing gun shows on state property. We have a big gun show every year at the state fairgrounds in Albuquerque, and she has denied that. So they're going to have to look for, I guess, private property to have those. It's a choice that she has made, but I think it's a bad one. Yeah. It
1: again, targets the people who are following the law. The lawbreakers are always going to be able to get their hands on guns and they'll get their hands on something in order to do violence. And so what it does is take away the right of people to defend themselves. And especially in this time when the Democrats are calling for defunding the police, when they're actually defunding the police, when they're saying that the police don't have a right to arrest people, when the judges and the district attorneys, the DAs are refusing to prosecute, the judges are turning people loose. And so who's going to protect your family. And those are significant questions for us in this day and time. In fact, there is a very powerful piece that Victor Davis Hanson had on Fox News. And we're going to play a clip out of that show. But it is a discussion about exactly what we're talking about here. He titles it an American apocalypse. Why people of all classes and races are filled with fear. I think they are creating a middle class backlash across racial lines. And we see that with black males especially, are starting to change their attitudes politically. Hispanic males, they're joining poor white males. And they all say, you know, we have more in common than divides us because these elites do not like us. And you can see the vocabulary specifically in answer to your question. Remember, it was Barack Obama who said clingers. Hillary added to that vocabulary with irredeemables and deplorables. And then Joe Biden trumped them all when he started to use words like chumps and dregs. And so they have nothing but contempt for the uh, lower middle class and middle classes and uh, they feel that, you know, they they lack the empathy of the poor, they're not romantic like the poor, and yet they lack the taste of the upper class. This rage is not just being fueled by conservatives, it's everyone. It doesn't matter what color you are, doesn't matter what your background is, how much money you have, you're afraid for the future of your family, for yourself for your property. And so this rage that is starting to boil up, I hear it on the streets constantly. I see it and it is very unusual for America. Normally we have a very upbeat life. We have an upbeat view of life. And yet right now people are saying that our border is out of control that you can just come across the border and there is no one there to say anything different. We're on a pace to bring in 2 million people this year illegally and they're not being tested for COVID so they become a, a super spreader event. Even if they are tested, they're released and bust across the nation some put on airplanes and flown to different states. And we wonder why there's an outbreak. It's because of the policies that are letting people come in. The estimates are that 50 percent of the people coming across the border illegally have COVID. And so, sure, we're going to see a spike in our numbers. The Biden administration, our governor, she's turning her back on the problem. She's saying that her kids are going to have to wear masks in school or be vaccinated, but we're not going to check and test anyone coming across the border, either legally or illegally. In addition to that, people have a rage based on the crime just like we were talking about a moment ago there seems to be no law and if there is a law then it's enforced very irregularly who gets arrested depending on who you are police are not even trying to arrest People who are committing some crimes, burglary, almost not prosecuted. You can steal things. You don't even get arrested. They don't even bother. Many places, the police forces have been so decimated by retirements, folks just wanting to get out of the business. If they've got a retirement coming, then they take it and walk away. And so police forces across the nation are undermanned. And so what happens You just get left alone. Anytime you're talking about taking people's guns away, you're talking about their ability to defend themselves in this lawless apocalypse that is being fueled by the Marxists in this country, the Marxists in the Democrat Party. In addition to that, you simply have the sheer chaos, this collective craziness that is affecting our lives. Airlines don't have fuel so the planes can't take off. We were talking yesterday to a young lady's family. She had been at the airport all day for an 11 o'clock departure. In the early evening, she was still there waiting for the departure to occur my granddaughter a couple of weeks ago was headed back into the state from one of her teen pack conferences she got into dallas and they canceled the flight three days in a row coming to new mexico for a teenage girl and so when you find this chaos when thieves are brazenly stealing just with impudence then no one knows who's going to be there to protect them and so we're just finding an unsettlement in the American psyche that is so uncharacteristic of us, and it will play out very hard for the people who are fueling this lawlessness at our border, on the streets, in crime, and just our everyday lives. So we'll see. Right now, the estimates are that Republicans are going to take big wins across the nation because. Voters are angry. Even a group of Democrats in Congress, the, the sort of moderate ones in Congress, are forming together and refusing to vote for that massive spending bill that the Democrat Senate pushed through just a few days ago. Uh, we were able to talk to Marsha Blackburn personally about that, and uh, she said that once they got that through, it's like they had the taste of blood in their mouth, and, and the Senate Democrats begin to pass all sorts of things. And so then the Democrats who face a swing district back home are saying, wait, I'm not going to give up my career just because you are pushing crazy votes that's the way that the u.s electoral system disciplines itself is that people have the potential to be voted out of office and the democrats are seeing that and they're beginning to say wait i'm not going along with any more of the craziness we'll see where it goes
0: steve pierce and i will return in just a moment on inside new mexico
1: Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veterans Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387.
0: Thanks for staying with us on Inside New Mexico. I am talking with the chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce. And Steve, I noticed uh, President Biden went to OPEC and asked him to increase production to try and help lower the price of gasoline at the pump. But yet, six months ago, we were oil independent. We didn't need OPEC. Isn't that kind of a strange thing for the president to do? He caused his own problem.
1: Yeah, he caused his own problem. And then he goes outside the country. If he simply went to Texas and New Mexico and said, we're going to give you those permits that we shut off. Remember, he shut off the permits.
0: Now, yeah, on federal land. Yeah,
1: on federal land. And he's making it much harder to produce oil here. So he goes to people who are funding terrorism. Saudi Arabian the rich families there fund terrorism. That's where Osama bin Laden got his initial start, is in the Saudi oil business. And so when Biden is sitting here urging them to produce more oil, then it's devastating for America. It's devastating geopolitically. It's devastating for our jobs. It's devastating for the extra cost in America. Lives. And don't forget, when he canceled the Keystone Pipeline, that was thousands of jobs, but it also, when that pipeline is completed, brings oil to U.S. refineries so that we have the gasoline that we need. The shortages that are occurring in food, the shortages and the price increases that Americans are seeing in lumber, in houses, all of these things are causing great distress. It just seems like that there is a lot here that Americans have a right to be angry about, and that's the disruption of our entire economic system, the entire way of life for us. We in this country have always worked from the idea that we have plenty, that if we don't have plenty, we'll manufacture more. It's the socialist countries that have shortages because the government cannot produce everything that's needed. Uh, it's too much coordination. It is the private businesses which answer and solve the problems of consumers. And yet the Biden administration, Our current governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham, the Democrat governors across the country are pushing these socialist ideas, which will result in shortages. They always result in shortages because government cannot cure the problems of the market. They cannot. And so we'll see where it goes. But I think the elections of 2022 are going to see a heavy, heavy pendulum swing in the entire country.
0: From what I've seen from socialism, the other reason that they can never make enough products and food for their people is there's no incentive to. If you work harder in a socialist country, there's no reward.
1: Yeah, and we're finding the socialist policies here are resulting in people not wanting to work. If you can make more sitting at home than you can going out to work, then people are going to sit at home. They will take the course that gives them the best access to improve their lives. And uh, so the government paying people that outlander sum of up to $52,000 to sit at home was an attempt to try to enforce a minimum wage. But you can't enforce things like that. The economy has to raise it. What has happened with the government trying to print all of the money in order to pay people to stay at home is inflation is skyrocketing because you can't print money without devaluing it. And so that printing of money is causing inflation. That's another one of the great fears that people face. They know that inflation is simply a way that their wages are being cut if your dollars buy less and you're making the same amount of money you have basically been forced to receive a pay cut look at how much higher it is to fill up your car now than it was under the last year of president trump people are very smart they put two and two together and recognize where the source of their problems is
0: you mentioned the election of 2022 coming up next year President Trump has pretty much shown proof that there were some irregularities, shall we say, in Arizona and Georgia and some other places. I know the networks don't want to touch it, and some broadcasting companies will even fire you if you bring it up on the air. However, the Republican Party is planning on doing something in 2022 to keep those things from happening. Tell us what the RNC is doing.
1: Yeah, it actually started during the last election cycle. The RNC, the Republican National Committee, has spent over thirty million dollars in courts already. They've come up with huge wins. The Supreme Court just recently ruled that ballot harvesting is illegal. Now, keep in mind that ballot harvesting is how that the Democrats won a Senate seat in Arizona and maybe two. The ballot harvesting is how that the Georgia Senate elections were carried out. Ballot harvesting in uh, California is legal. And in fact, one of the reasons that the Democrats are suddenly against ballot harvesting, because if Republicans know that they've got a ballot harvest to stay even, we will do it better than they will. And so one church in California provided 12,000 votes. One church, 12,000 votes for one guy because he simply went in and said, hey, I need a ballot from every single one of you. So the Democrats are now beginning to change their tune. Stacey Abrams has suddenly, with the Supreme Court decisions and with court decisions that are coming because Republicans are pushing the issue in court, Stacey Abrams and other leaders in the Democrat Party are suddenly favoring voter ID. Well, that's what happens when you get active. So the Republican National Committee is very active in the election security issue. RPNN, the Republican Party of New Mexico, is very active in that regard, too. Tina Zook, our National Committee woman, she's a part of the RNC, as I am, as Jim Townsend is, and she serves on the Election Integrity Task Force. It used to be called Election Day Operations, EDO. But now then, with the elections being two and three weeks and sometimes longer, that election security has been changed because we can't just think about election security on Election Day. You have to think about it for the full four years of a presidential election because things are going on every day to change the ability of people to vote fairly and freely. The other side is saying the Republicans are trying to make it harder for people to vote. No, Republicans are trying to make it harder for people to cheat. They're trying to make it easier for people to vote. And so I think that something like 30 or 35 states, through the leadership of the Republican National Committee, have passed laws that have improved ballot security, that have improved and made it easier for people to vote and have made it harder to cheat and so we're seeing a tremendous investment from the republican national committee on election security you know and i think that plays for both democrats and republicans and for Independents, year after year in polls almost every voter prefers that we have fair elections they're not so interested in which party wins they just want to know that they're fair and that they're free and so we're pushing ahead and uh, those are great investments that we're making
0: do we know if we will be able to have poll watchers within six feet of the ballots being counted to check signatures in 2022? Has that been worked out from the I last year? Keep years? in
1: mind that these court decisions are in states where the Supreme Court of that state will make a fair decision. In this state, they refused to even hear the case when Republican poll challengers were pushed out of the most important process uh, during the voting season that is the voter certification, ballot validation. When we were kicked out of that, the Supreme Court refused to hear the case. And so I suspect that we're going to have the same problems that we faced before. And New Mexico is going to continue to have questions about the elections here. But as Republican Party of New Mexico, we're training more challengers. We're training more poll watchers. And we will be very active during the election because that's the key to it. We feel like that we can get a much better result if we're simply there watching in person. And we've not always been there. So we bear some blame for the past because we haven't been that organized. But we are that organized now. And we were that organized in 2020.
0: When you take these things to the Supreme Court of New Mexico, that's not free, right? The Republican Party of New Mexico has to pay legal fees for that in
2: court costs. Yeah,
1: we paid out somewhere between $100,000 and 200000 in legal fees pushing challenges. We challenged the Secretary of State when she said that she was going to have a vote-by-mail system. Everybody vote by mail. We challenged it because the law didn't allow it. Somehow the Supreme Court of New Mexico decided in our favor. We challenged when the Secretary of State mixed mail-in ballots that obviously did not have enough of the identification required by law. When she opened them up or allowed them to be opened up and mixed them with the other ballots, we brought suit immediately. We brought suit when they kicked our challengers out of the system for validating those absentee ballots. So we were very active in the courts pushing for free and fair elections. And we're going to continue doing that because I think all voters want that more than they want their party to win.
0: But as you mentioned, that costs money and I guess even more money if you were to take it to a higher court out of state. But when. People get these things in the mail or emails from the Republican Party asking for donations. The money doesn't always go toward a candidate. Sometimes it goes to lawsuits like this.
1: It goes to lawsuits and it goes to uh, the training programs. There's no way that we can train everybody except sending a team around from county to county. That's how a lot of that money is spent the bulk of the money that we got during the 2020 cycle, about $7.5 million, almost everything went to our 70 coordinators across the state who were organizing volunteers. We had a massive group of volunteers, 1,500 volunteers that worked tirelessly, turning out 85,000 more Republican votes. And so that's where the bulk of the money was spent in that election day, get out the vote
0: effort. So when you see something happen in election that you Feel is not right. How does that work? You, as the chairman of RPNM, decide we need to file a lawsuit, or is there a conversation with county party chairman? How is that process done?
1: We have a very low bureaucracy system in the Republican Party, and things move very fast. So in the past couple of years, it was the executive director and myself talking with our lawyer. And the lawyer would say, we've got a good case. Or the lawyer would say, I'm familiar with this. You're right about the law, but it's also going to be very difficult because it's going to go to this judge or that judge. And he says, I'll do what you want. And so it's the three of us generally who are talking about it. And we've got issues right now that we're beginning to talk about in the coming election cycle. We move with great speed in these cases because the elections are playing out. Just because we bring a suit doesn't mean the election stops. The voting is still occurring and the problems are still occurring. And literally, we have been able to, in many cases, bring the action within minutes of a decision by the Secretary of State. That's how closely our team is watching things.
0: Steve Pierce and I will return in a moment and talk about a judge reversing President Biden's policies on the border and the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban on Inside New Mexico.
2: National Guard and Reserve members
1: are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve ESGR can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit ESGR.mil slash employers to
0: learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. I am talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. And Steve, I understand a judge reversed a Biden border policy.
1: A major decision in the courts regarding Joe Biden's border issues. A court just recently ordered Biden to reestablish and to start using again one of the key policies that Donald Trump put into place. That was the one where people coming here illegally were told they had to go and wait in Mexico to get the answer if they can be here. So a judge has decided that as Republicans. If we're conscious of what's going on, if we will fight in courts, and a lot of our cases are now getting fought there, then we're gonna find much more success than we've had in the past. Now on another note, as we wrap up this program, we just have to talk about the chaos going on in Afghanistan. Always Democrats in Congress wanted George Bush to give a timeline. I'll tell you, when you start giving timelines, it simply tells the other side, it tells the enemy what they need to be doing. So sure enough, Joe Biden has said and proclaimed to the entire world that he's pulling out American forces. Now then, suddenly he's had to send 3,000 soldiers back in because the Taliban listened to him speak to the world and tell what he was doing and so the Taliban is encircling Kandahar and the other uh, key cities. And so now then to get the diplomatic personnel out, then the president has had to reverse his troop withdrawal policy. And it looks like that on top of the 3,000, he's going to have to actually send many more thousand in because sheer chaos is reigning in the Afghan cities where we're trying to evacuate people.
0: As we're recording this program, Afghanistan has fallen to the Taliban. Here's what President Biden said on April 14th, 2021.
2: The United States will begin our final withdrawal, begin it on May 1 of this year we'll not conduct a hasty rush to the exit we'll do it we'll do it responsibly deliberately and safely and we will do it in full coordination with our allies and partners who now have more forces in afghanistan than we do and the taliban should know that if they attack us as we draw down we'll defend ourselves and our partners with all the tools at our disposal Our allies and partners have stood beside us, shoulder to shoulder, in Afghanistan for almost 20 years. And we're deeply grateful for the contributions they have made to our shared mission and for the sacrifices they've borne. The plan has long been in together, out together. U.S. troops, as well as forces deployed by our NATO allies and operational partners, will be out of Afghanistan before we mark the 20th anniversary of that heinous attack on September 11th. but but we'll not take our eye off the terrorist threat. We'll reorganize our counterterrorism capabilities and the substantial assets in the region to prevent reemergence of terrorists and the threat to our homeland from over the horizon. We'll hold the Taliban accountable for its commitment not to allow any terrorist to threaten the United States or its allies from Afghan soil. The Afghan government has made that commitment to us as well, and we'll focus our full attention on the threat we face today
0: now of course we know in august of 2021 that's not what happened the president blames the trump policy but according to president trump president biden did not follow the policy that he set forth while he was still president
1: the republican national committee just this last week approved a resolution that said all of these afghan interpreters the people who've been working for our embassies should get brought here we're saying to president biden you're letting anybody come across the southern border that wants to come they come free of charge they come without any checks at all and yet you will not bring in those interpreters and the embassy personnel who are going to be at risk of dying because the other side knows they're working with us and for us they will kill them we saw this in vietnam and so when the biden administration refuses to acknowledge that these families are greatly at risk It speaks to the insanity of his immigration policies. Here we have spent a trillion dollars or something trying to stabilize that country, and all of that work is going down the tubes. All of the sacrifices, all of the expenses from dollar-wise to human costs, all simply disappearing and evaporating, and that country is, is going to be set back. Hundreds of years because the Taliban is going to enforce a cultural system that doesn't give women rights. They are already doing horrendous things in the female population. The stories are coming out. So that's the policy Joe Biden is putting into place.
0: If you have been listening to my conversation with Steve Pearson and would like to find out more about the Republican Party of New Mexico, you can do that. They have a web page at www.gopnm.org. They have a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you would like to talk to somebody in person, you may call Party Headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill, and I will look forward to meeting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.